welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Uh, We are week five here. We've made it through all kinds of changes, and there's all kinds of changes coming that we don't know what things look like. One day it seems like the government's saying one thing, and the next day they're saying another thing, and we just don't know what's what. But we are going ahead one day at a time, putting our faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ. And in the meantime, we're going to keep having church like this. So I encourage you, I encourage you with every piece of my being that when we have church on Sunday mornings, that you grab yourself a coffee, that you get yourself a tea, that you, if you need to have ham and eggs, you get ham and eggs, and you come, and you sit down, and you grab your Bible, and you have church with us. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about how God places the members in the body where he wants them, and just because we're not meeting together in person doesn't mean that we're still not having church, because we are having church Pastor Jenny spoke last week, and we had some church. I'm preaching today, and we're going to have some church. You need to get to church. Now's not the time for you to be flipping through Facebook messages like you could flip through TV channels and go from one preacher to the next preacher to the next preacher. Now is the time for you to be digging into where God has planted you, getting rooted, getting grounded, believing God, and not watching church on Wednesday or the following Thursday or Sunday at 2 a.m. in the morning. The time to watch church is when we're all having church together. Sunday morning, 10.30, get up, turn off whatever else you're watching, crack open Facebook, crack open YouTube, crack open our website, and go there and have church with us so that you can be believing God, so that you can be hearing what God's saying to you in the moment. You don't have to wait four days because you are part of our flock. You are part of Hope City Church, and God has something he wants to say to you. So, Sunday mornings, 1030. Let's have church together. If you know somebody's not having church and they're off like going for a walk on Sunday morning or they're out going for a jog, like, I'll just watch church later, you need to text them out and be like, hey, you need to get to church now because Jesus is talking to you. High five yourself or high five your neighbor and say, let's get to church. Mm. All right, go with me to Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to start a new series called We Are the Church. Now, if you've gone to our Facebook page, if you've gone to our website, if you've gone to our YouTube page, uh, you will see a big picture that says We Are the Church. And we're going to begin a new series talking about what that looks like. We Are the Church. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. You are the church. Now look at yourself. I don't know how you can do that. Maybe hold up your phone or just point to yourself and say, I am the church. We are the church. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 says this. Today I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, together we are his house. Together we are his house. There is a mindset. I saw a great meme this week. And it was an old school drawing of what looked like was supposed to be the devil and Jesus. 
and they were talking together. And the devil said, look how I've closed down all the churches. And Jesus said to the devil, no, I've just opened a church in every home. Boom. That's a good meme because that's what God has done through all this. There, there's this mindset that the church is a building. The church is not a building. We have church in a building because we need a space to gather. But the church, as it says here in Ephesians 2.20, we are his house. You are the church. We are the church built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Let's read that again, and I'm going to read it to you, and maybe you just close your eyes and let this verse speak to your heart, and let God speak to you from this verse. Just listen. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, and the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Now, when it talks here about we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus, what you need to know about the cornerstone was the cornerstone was the stone they laid in as they were building and which everything else was measured by. So when they put that cornerstone in the house, they're like, okay, this stone is going here. This is the cornerstone, and we're going to make sure all the other lines are straight based off of this one stone. The Bible says that Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone. And then it says, we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. That gives us the idea that God is picking, and, and he's like, okay, this, this stone is going to go here. Now, remember, I just talked about how 1 Corinthians 12 talks about how God places the members in the body where he wants them. And this verse gives a picture of God saying, okay, this stone goes here. I'm going to carefully place it right here. And this stone, I want this stone to go right here. I'm going to take this stone from over here. I'm going to carry it over here. I'm going to put it right here on top of this other one. It gives this picture of God putting the church, putting his body together and putting people in places where he wants. First Peter 4 talks about how God has given each one of us a gift and to use them to serve one another. And here we're talking about God is building this house. And this house is his church, his body. And you are part of that body, part of the building, part of the church. You are the church built on Jesus Christ. And God has carefully joined you together in him. So we're talking about we are the church. Here's the foundation verse. Now, what does that look like in your life? What does it look like to be the church? When I say we are the church, you can be saying, great, that's great, that's great, Jake, but what does that look like practically? Well, today we're going to talk about what it looks like practically to be the church. And we're going to talk about this over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about what different ways of being the church looks like, reaching out in the community. You know, if you, if you are part of Hope City Church, you will remember that the, at, the, at the end of January this year, we, we began the year with our three-week, our 21-day prayer and fasting, and at the end of the fast, uh, I got up and I spoke what I believe God was speaking to us this year uh, for our church. And I told you that it was going to be a year of building, 
And God had said that we were going to build in three directions, inward, outward, and upward. We already had a great foundation from years and years and years laid, but this year, God had said we were going inward, outward, and upward. Nobody thought that any of this was going to happen. Nobody thought that we were going to be in this place where we were all having churches in our houses or by ourselves, and that we were all having our own little kind of home churches, and we were broadcasting into everybody's home, and you were going to be having church. So we've got this new um, outward expression where we have church and anybody who wants to can watch and be part of our church. There's no boundaries by, by uh, continents or, or by locations or cities or time zones. All of those things are gone out the window because anybody can watch at any time now. We've gone outward in a way that was beyond our imagination. And God says, we are the church and God says, we are going outward. So what does it look like for us to be going outward? And what does it look like for us to be the church? So today we're going to talk about the five W's. The five W's. Yes, you've heard of the five W's, I'm sure. We all learned about the five W's in school, like in primary school, probably. When you were like in grade three and four and five, maybe somewhere around there, you learned about the five W's. And we could all say them. Who, what, when, where, and why. And then they also have the one H. And if you Google, I Googled the five W's just to find out. I was like, where did these things even, who came up with, see, and I was using the five W's to figure out the five W's. And so I Googled the five W's to see where this came from. So it's called, sometimes it's called the five W's, the one H, because there is the word how, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And sometimes, for some reason, they call them the six W's. I don't know why. I guess because the word how has a W in it as well. So I don't know. Anyways, five W's. Now, the five W's, if you can believe it, they came all the way from Aristotle. Aristotle was the one who came up with these five W's, and he said, we're going to come up with these ways to figure out uh, why and the reasoning behind what somebody did. And so to solve that, we have to have these five questions, who they were, why they did it, when they did it, where they did it, and what they did. And then when we have those five things understood, then we can make, we can make an informed decision. And so today, we're going to talk about the five W's. We're going to talk about the six W's. In fact, we have seven W's because number one is we are the church, and that's a W. And then we're going to talk about who, what, when, where, why, and how. So go with me, if you would, to your Bibles, to the book of Acts. And we're going to go start in Acts chapter 5. And I know you've got your Bibles. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, go find a Bible right now. Go, go. Go, you can pause this. This is a great thing. You can pause church right now. Pause church. Get on up. Go find a Bible. And while you're finding a Bible, grab a pen and a highlighter and a notebook or something. So you can, you can make all kinds of scribbly notes in your Bible because when you come back and read things, it's good for you to read those notes that God was speaking to you about when you come back. So in Ephesians chapter 5, 
We're going to start in verse 42, but just some context for you for what's happening. Uh, This is what we call the early days of the church. Jesus has ascended into heaven. The disciples were left behind. They went into the upper room. The day of Pentecost came. The Holy Spirit fell, and great signs and wonders began to happen through the disciples. Always amazing things were taking place. The church, the church, the body of Christ began to explode. Thousands and thousands of people were getting to know who Jesus was and what he had done for them and their lives were being transformed and changed in a way that that had not been possible before because Jesus was just one man and now the Holy Spirit was here working through everybody. And um, in chapter five, the beginning, we we read a story about a a guy and his wife named Ananias and Sapphira and they lied and got in trouble. And then we see that the disciples, it talks about Peter and the disciples are walking around and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is on Peter so much so that as Peter is walking around, just going like to get a pizza from the pizza shop on his camel, he's walking around and people see Peter is coming and people are laying their sick people out so that as Peter walks by, hoping that his shadow would fall on him and when When Peter's shadow would fall on the people that were sick, the Bible says they would get healed. So all these amazing things are taking place, and then the religious leaders hear about it. They get upset, and they throw Peter and the other disciples in jail. And so Peter and the disciples are in jail, and they're getting in trouble, and then they let them out. At the end, there's a great great guy named Gamaliel who gets up and says, hey, you know, this could be from God, so let's just see what happens. Let's not punish them. They beat him up a little bit. And in verse 42, it says this. Let's go to verse 41, actually. It says, The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. And this is the message they began to teach and preach that Jesus is the Messiah. Let's read that again. Every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and to preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Now let's talk about these five W's for a minute because right now in your life, you live right in this verse. You live right here. It says every day in the temple and from house to house. We're not gathering in a temple right now. We're gathering from house to house. When we used to have church on Sunday mornings, we'd all gather together. That was our temple. That was church. We would gather, and then we began our house-to-house groups. Do you remember we started our house-to-house groups earlier this year? That came from this verse. The idea was we needed another outlet, another way to talk and experience life and talk about God. And so we started our house-to-house groups. So let's look at the five W's real quick. Who is being talked about in this verse? Good question, Jake. Glad you asked. Okay, great. So let's talk about it here. Who is being talked about? Uh, It's talking about Peter and the disciples. That's who it is. Let me tell you something. Right now, this verse is talking about you. You can put yourself in this verse. You can be. When we're talking about we are the church, this is the first way that you can start to be the church right here. Every day, in the temple and from house to house. So when, when was this? Every 
day, not just Sundays, not just Sundays at 10.30, not just Tuesdays when you forgot to watch church on Sundays. You're like, oh man, I better watch church because I know Pastor Jake's gonna be talking to me like in a, a few minutes. And if he asks how I thought church was on Sunday and I've got an answer for him, I don't know what I'm gonna say. So every day, every day, and where? In the temple and from house to house. You can talk from house to house. You can get on the phone. You can call somebody. You can FaceTime somebody. You can uh, send them a letter. You know, we got a letter in the mail for one of our kids. Somebody in the church sent somebody, like sent one of our kids a letter just saying, hi, it was so old-timey. I don't think that they knew what to do with Like, what, what is this piece of paper? What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know how this works. What do you, do you open this? Do you, are you supposed to... What do you do? It was great, though. You can reach out. You can find ways to talk about Jesus. You can find ways wherever you're at, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing in life right now, whether you're at home, you can still go in your backyard and you can still talk to your neighbor. We've talked to our neighbors more in the last four or five weeks than we have in the last six months because we got nowhere to go. And so you're all just kind of hanging out. You're like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? How are you doing? Nice trees. You need to mow your lawn. What's this piece of trash? Is that your trash or my trash? But you can have a conversation every day in the temple and from house to house. You can be talking about Jesus and bringing the things that Jesus gave you to those people everywhere you go. Amen. And it says here, they continued to teach and preach. So our who was Peter and the disciples. And our who right now is you. Last week, Pastor Jenny had a rhyme, Tower of Power, remember? You can run to the Lord, Proverbs 18.10, you can run to the Lord, and the Lord is a strong tower, a tower of power, she said. Right now, our who, today our rhyme is our who is you. <laughs> our who is you, uh, that's right. Our who is you, that's right, you can be the church. You can find yourself in this Bible. You can find yourself in this verse. You are the one who can go from house to house. Where, where, where? That's right, from house to house. We're going from house to house. You can pick up your phone and you can Facebook Messenger, you can Zoom, you can FaceTime, you can do all kinds of stuff and be all over the world, wherever you're at, from house to house. When? All the time. This verse here says every day. You can do this. Some of you don't sleep. We know it. I know it. You don't sleep. Some of you are just like up all the time. Middle of the night, you're up. You sleep all day. Some of you are like up all day, sleep all night. I don't know. Some of you just don't sleep at all. But anytime, that is your win. Win anytime. What? They continued to teach and to preach this message, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. Can I just tell you today that people need to know the message that Jesus is the Messiah, the anointed one, that Jesus is the son of God who came from heaven and gave his life for you and for me and for all those people so that they could be saved and set free from the same things that you're dealing with and maybe other things that you could never imagine. But Jesus came. They need to know that Jesus is the Messiah. By teaching, 
preaching, talking, or living your life in front of them. When you're sweeping out your driveway, you can have a conversation. You can talk about, oh, man, let me just tell you. You know what? I was reading my Bible. I know you don't read your Bible, or maybe you do. Or maybe you don't even know about the Bible. But I was sweeping up today, and, and I was reading my Bible. And I just came across the scripture, and it just really encouraged me because I was scared about my job. I was scared about going to work. I was scared about that guy across the street who's coughing up a lung, and I thought he had the coronavirus, and I thought he was spitting at me. I was scared about it. And so the Bible began to talk to me about this, and it just really meant a lot to me, and I thought I'd share it with you because, you know, maybe it can help you too. The last one I like is the why. Now, it says, when you're looking at this verse, you don't see a verse, or you don't see the why in this verse. So our who is you, our when is every day, our what and how is teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Messiah, so the what is the teaching and preaching, and the why, the, the what, is that Jesus is the Messiah. But what is our how? Well, if you back up just a little bit in chapter 5, verse 29, the disciples are getting in trouble. And these guys are looking for an answer from the disciples. And Peter says in verse 29, and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are his witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who was given to those who obey him. And let's back up one more chapter because we're talking about the why and I want to ask you this question because without the answer to this question you will not act this one question determines what you do and what actions you take and the question is what is your why what's your why I'm asking you today you can shout it back at me. You can text me. You can say nothing at all. You can just ask yourself this question. It's, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but I do want you to ponder it. What is your why? See, we just, we just at the end of chapter 5, we talked about the who, the what, the when, the where of what they were doing. But we need to know the why because the why is the drive, Right? The why is what causes you to move into action. And so we read up here just a little bit that in verse 29, Peter says, we've got to obey God rather than humans. And the Holy Spirit gives us power. But if you go into Acts chapter 4, verse 20, and this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. The disciples are in trouble again. The disciples seem to get in trouble a lot. I mean, when Jesus was there, uh, Peter was always saying things that just didn't make much sense, and he was getting in trouble, sort of, from Jesus. And now that Jesus is gone, and they're walking around performing all these amazing works by the hand of God, because the Spirit of God is there, they're getting in trouble with the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So in Acts chapter 4, verse uh, 19, Peter and John are in trouble. They've just helped the guy that was... That was um, uh, lame for 40 years, and they got thrown in jail that time. And verse 19 says, But Peter and John replied, 
Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? But we can't stop telling about everything that we've seen and we've heard. We can't stop talking about everything that we've seen and that we've heard. That is your why. When your why is that you've seen the goodness of God in your life, when your why is that you can say to yourself, I have seen God do this for me in my life. God uh, healed my body. I've got to tell somebody about it. God healed my mind. God took away those thoughts and those fears and those worries and that torment. And, and when I see somebody else struggling with that, I've got to share with them what I've seen Jesus do, the things that I've seen and heard Jesus do. That is your why, because it drives you. It drives you because you've seen, you've heard, you've experienced firsthand what Jesus did for you, and you want to turn around and give that to somebody else. Let me tell you now, if you have not seen God move in your life, if you've not seen God move, if you've not heard God move, you're not going to have a why other than somebody told me to, to go and be the church. To be the church, for us to say we are the church means that we are Christians, which means we are followers and disciples of Christ. And it it is our desire to walk our life out and to live like Jesus did. And so that means that we must, in our own life, have, have had times where we've both seen and heard Jesus do works in our life that then drive us and and cause us to turn around and tell people, I've seen this in my life and I've got to tell you about it. They said, the things that we've seen or heard, we can't be quiet about them. I just can't be quiet about them. So you could say, man, I've seen uh, my family was a mess Man, if you saw my family two years ago, oh my gosh, you would say, what are you guys still doing together? Why are any of you living in the same house? How are you even happy? You said, because I have seen Jesus move in my marriage. I've seen Jesus work in my crazy kids. I've seen Jesus work in my crazy dogs. I've seen Jesus work. You could say, well, well man, I got, I got no money. I used to have no money. I used to like... I." I would get paid and the money was gone. I don't even know where it went. It was just like gone and like disappeared. But something happened and I began to trust God with my finances. I began to pay my tithe. And the Bible says when you pay your tithe, the devourer is rebuked. And something began to happen in my life. And something began to happen in my finances. And then I could look and see, man, God has moved in my life. I've seen it with my eyes and I've heard it with my ears. And I've got to tell you about it. So for us to be the church, when I say we are the church, it starts right here. The who, what, when, where, and why. The who is you. The when is right now. The when is tomorrow. The when is the day after. The when is at 11.30 tonight. It is at 11.30 tomorrow morning. It's at 12, 14, and 36 seconds. It is all the time right now because you got time on your hands. The what and the and the. And the, the way, uh, how is teaching and preaching and sharing and living life that Jesus is the Messiah and that he came and can uh, bring healing and health and wholeness to everybody because, like it says in Acts 4.20, the things that you've seen and heard will drive you 
and share that with the other people. We are the church. We are the church. You can say it. You can write it down. You are the church. The church isn't just a building. The church isn't something you can see with your eyes as you drive past on the street. We are the church. You are the church. And what does that look like in your life? It looks like you having had an encounter where you've seen and you've heard what he's done for you and you can't help but share that with other people. We are the church. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.